With the disruption that's happened on campus, people are continuing to find innovative ways to do ministry. One of the questions some of us have been asking is what does prayer look like in this context? Sure, we can pray when we're by ourselves, but how do we gather together for prayer? On today's episode, we're going to tell you a story about just that. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Steve Tamayo, and you are listening to Ministry During the Disruption. Our guest today is a student at University of South Florida in Tampa. She's been at USF since the summer of 2016. She's wrapping up her time there. She studies environmental science and policy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She is a student leader in the InterVarsity chapter, a follower of Jesus, and is a barista, even during the disruption, is a barista at Starbucks. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie Abdo. Hey. Hi, Steve. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. So talk to me a little bit. Let's just do one beat on Starbucks. Can we give a little free advertising to our favorite coffee shop? Like what, what changes are happening around your Starbucks store these days? Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones is connecting with people who come to our store um, and still interacting with them despite not being able to maybe talk to them for a long time. So we're trying to make as much of a human connection through a moment in a window or at the talk box when you're at the drive-thru. It has a huge impact. Actually, my local Starbucks, I tend to go there several times a week in normal times, in ordinary time. And I see these people who go in every day and it's like their social hub. It, well, so that's changed not only for Starbucks, but it's changed for college campuses. So USF has been out of classes. People have been off campus. You've still been in class, but off campus for how long at this point? I think we're going on about two weeks three if you consider spring break. So our last time we were on campus was like March 12th, maybe. And then we went on spring break. And in the middle of spring break, found out we wouldn't be coming back to USF for the rest of spring semester. It would all be online. It was a little bit of a curveball. It was originally just going to be two weeks. And now it's the remainder of the semester. So about two weeks right now, we've been in our home doing virtual classes, virtual campus. Virtual classes, virtual campus, but but not virtual ministry. We're trying not to call it virtual ministry because that sounds like it's virtually ministry, like it's almost ministry. Yeah. But you've been doing some real ministry during this time. Yeah, we really have been at USF. One of the biggest uh, blessings has honestly been figuring out ways to connect despite not being able to meet in person. And we've tried to be as creative as possible. I think we've, um, whether it's via phone calls or Snapchat even, or Instagram live, um, we've tried to still create community and create moments where we interact with each other in this virtual world that we're living in right now. Universities all over the country are using Zoom calls to teach classes. People are doing online Bible studies through Zoom, hosting online common ground, large group gatherings through Zoom. But but what are you particularly doing on Zoom? Me and about uh, three other leaders are doing a daily prayer time um, at various times in the day. Daily? Daily. Monday through Thursday, we are in a virtual 
Zoom prayer time where we're just like calling on the spirit to come and, and dwell in our houses, in our dorm rooms, in some people's bathrooms, even across the state and also across the country. Okay. So you're not just praying for each other. You're praying more broadly, missional prayers. Yeah, absolutely. We're praying for our chapter, for our campus, for our state, for our, um, for even like InterVarsity USA as a whole. Um, and even some IFES movements we've been um, connected with and praying with as well. Um, yeah, so it's led by four leaders, um, myself and three other servant leaders. So, and, and those would be leaders who are students, who are undergrad students at the University of South Florida. Yeah, older uh, students who have been in InterVarsity for a little bit longer, who have, an, a, like, I guess you can say, more spiritual authority over the chapter. And we're just leading it in whatever way we feel led by the spirit. Take me in close to that. What was that conversation like between the four of you to decide to host an online daily prayer meeting? For sure, halfway through spring break, we realized we're not going back to campus. There's a need to continue to have Jesus meet us as individual followers, as people who are trying to figure out what it's like to follow Jesus in a college context yet we're not going to be on a college campus anymore. Right. So so did one of you initiate it, or did you all just kind of have this moment where you just knew we need to do something and that something needs to be prayer? Like, did you text somebody? Did somebody text you? Like, how'd that happen? We were actually in prayer trying to figure out what to do for our campus. We should do this. We should, we're doing this on Zoom already. Why don't we do this with the rest of our campus? Yeah, personally, like, prayer has been an extremely important part of my walk with Jesus. It has been at the beginning of it, and it will continue to be like the center of my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Now, is that something you grew up with? No, not at all. I um, was a Christmas Easter Christian. I really did not um, want anything to do with the church when I was growing up. I played soccer, and Sundays were meant for travel soccer, not for church. So did you start praying? You get to college and you're, you said you're environmental science and policy. So are you sitting in a class and you're like, oh, I am so in trouble right now. And you start praying or how did prayer get started in your life? Honestly, like I, I prayed for like, I think I would associate God as a genie and I'd be like, okay, I, I used to be a pre-med major originally. And I was like, God, give me this A. And then what actually ended up happening was my my uncle passed away fall semester of my freshman year, so fall of 2016. And I came back to campus and I was like, there's got to be more to life than this idea of partying, doing drugs, drinking, like this whole college idea. And I started searching for what was actually true in life, like what actually mattered. So I tried every religion you could possibly imagine. I, I did everything from like Buddhism to like, praying with like rocks <laughs> so and then I kind of like was like oh, I didn't try Christianity like let me try this thing and I randomly met Adri at a church Adri is uh, an varsity staff worker at USF yeah Adriana my staff worker I randomly met her at a church and um, a couple days later she invited me to lunch and uh, within like 20 minutes of the lunch that we had together which was super random. She invited me to a conference. Um, I knew nothing about her or InterVarsity. And I said, 
um, I guess I'll go to this conference. Um, and at the conference, I gave my life to Jesus. I heard the gospel for the first time said in a way that was tangible for me. And I remember like through the conference, there was this moment where they, the, the staff of the conference, they called on the Holy Spirit. And, and, and they I, invited you to engage God directly. Yeah. And it was the first time, I think, I just remember this moment of like my body, like kind of like my arms opened up and my head went up and it was just this radical moment. And I, I started praying in that time. And from then on, I just kind of gave my life to Jesus. And it has, it has been nothing but prayer that has gotten me to the point that I'm at right now. And from that moment on, I, I just searched how to follow Jesus. Um, and I remember meeting some leaders who told me, like, pray, like, listen to the voice of God. How do I do that in prayer? And it became the foundation of, like, my walk with Jesus. And when it's the foundation of your walk with Jesus, it, it often becomes the foundation of your ministry with others. Yeah, absolutely. It, whatever our kind of foundational spiritual practices are, th- those are the things that we pass on to other people. And in this disruption that's happening, a lot of us are are focused very strongly on the spiritual practices that help us feel close to Jesus, that help us go deep with God. And I think people need to hear this story, you know, the story of the ministry that you're doing, Natalie, because they need to know, hey, if you're listening to this, you need to know that if prayer is a foundational spiritual practice for you, it can be a foundational part of your ministry, even if it wasn't before the disruption. And I think there are a lot of people who connect with God a lot in prayer, but when they go to ministry, they think, I need to lead a Bible study, I need to do proxy outreaches, I need to do evangelism, I need to do street evangelism, I need to do you know, missions trips, but, but they think that prayer is for them personally, they don't see prayer as ministry. And and you and your team have found a way to make prayer as ministry. Did, did you all have, I just out of curiosity, no judgment here, did you all have a daily prayer meeting before the disruption, or is this new? No, we tried continuous, like intentional prayer every single day is difficult. I think everyone kind of gets caught up in their own thing. So no, we didn't. If I'm if I'm being really honest, we did maybe once every month. But I think I think you're right. A lot of people don't make prayer the foundation of their ministry. Um, and it's so powerful. It's so powerful. It totally is. And and without it, I think I think there's parts of your ministry that lack if you don't invite Jesus into that, if you don't invite the spirit into that. Uh, I think in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all the the, the chaos and the hysteria, there was a reminder that the only thing that is actually something we can control is like calling on the father. How do we do that? Like, how do we, we can't solve this problem. It's happening, but we can pray about it. Absolutely. Jesus can meet us in that and he can, he can be all the things he promises us to be um, in our prayer. Well, show me one of these prayer gatherings. Yeah. What, what happens? So you, you get on Zoom together, everyone kind of drops in, you know, they appear like the Avengers walking through those portal things or whatever. They everyone apparates in the Zoom room. So so what happens next? Yeah. Everyone comes in however they are, whether they just woke up. Um I personally lead a morning prayer, so we have all kinds of different backgrounds, I guess. You come in, one of the things that happens at least in the ones that I lead. So you come in. And you kind of just sit. Good morning, Jesus. How are you? Thanks for coming here. 
will you meet us where we are right now? And we kind of just, hey, my name is Natalie. I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. I'm sitting in my room. And we've kind of just taken inventory of ourselves. Um, just I, kind of go, just go around the Zoom room and people just share a little room. bit. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's Zoom screen looks different. So um, the person who's leading it is usually calling out the person. Hey, where are you right now? That's a pro tip right there, actually. An, yeah. on, an online ministry, if you just open the room up and say, does anyone want to pray? No one's going to pray. It no. helps a lot to, to invite people. They can say no, just invite them. I would open up the room like that. And then, and each of them have been different because I've sensed that there's something different that the group of people need. So the first one I led, it was more of how are you doing with Jesus how are you feeling right now? What are you really frustrated with? What are you really grateful for? And how can you lay that at the feet of Jesus right now? So you have a little bit of discussion time. Yeah. And and yeah. then, and then so I, I had a friend who used to, his name's Marty. He used to joke, he'd go to these national prayer breakfasts and there'd be no prayer and there'd be no breakfast. And he was disappointed by that. Do, do you actually pray in the prayer meetings? Yeah, we spend a good portion of time praying, but there also has to be a little bit of discussion because some people feel really awkward praying. Some people don't enjoy praying. Some people feel uncomfortable by it. And something I've done to combat that is writing out prayers. Um, so if you can't pray verbally, you can write it out. Like just in the chat right there. Yeah. And even in your notebook, like I found that that has been something really useful because you can go back and see how Jesus has met you in that. And then we all kind of share about one thing we need to pray about, whether there's five people in the room or 10. And what I have done is I've called on the person uh, who I see is next to the other person. So, hey, Henry, can you pray for Adri? Or, hey, Adri, can you pray for Josh. And then it kind of goes like that. And if you don't feel comfortable praying out loud, you can go ahead and just mute yourself. And it's kind of like this moment of communally praying without hearing each other, which can be a little bit distracting. And when you're done, just say, amen. Amen. The, yeah. And then I end up closing it all out or I ask somebody to close it all out. This morning, our prayer led us to pray for people in our community who are seeing the effects of uh, COVID-19 in their lives. Um, so we have um, a leader whose sister has it and then her family has it too and she's a doctor. And then we've had somebody in our community whose father has passed away from it. So it's like how, even though we are not with each other, how do we pray for each other? So, hey, can you pray for the people who are affected in our community? Hey, can you pray for the people in Florida who are being affected? Hey, can you pray for InterVarsity internationally? I'm um, sorry, InterVarsity nationally. And then, hey, can you pray for our like sister movements, IFES, who are dealing with this? Um, so we had five people, five different prayers, and one person closing it all up. And the coolest thing ever is that we're seeing people who aren't even part of our chapters come to these things. Really? Yeah. So How do they find out about it? Word of mouth, honestly. The link drops the night before, the link to the Zoom call drops the night before, and we're opening it up to anybody who wants to come. When one person experiences a moment where like, wow, Jesus came, and we're like hundreds of miles away, maybe I can invite someone else into this. Someone asks if they can invite their parents, so I'm like, 
uh, sure. Like if they want to come, like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're interested in starting your own prayer meeting, I mean, prayer meetings have been a part of InterVarsity's history for decades. It actually used to be that InterVarsity would not plant a ministry on a campus unless there was already a daily prayer meeting. I wonder if this is a season for us to get back to prayer in a new, fresh, deeper, more powerful way. If you're listening to this and you're inspired by Natalie's story and you're thinking that you want to start a daily prayer meeting, if you're a student, you're a faculty person, you're a staff worker, you're thinking about it, go to intervarsity.org slash online. We have resources there to help you out. And hey, as we finish this episode, uh, Natalie, how could I be praying for the ministry at USF? If you could just pray for our students to continue to like sit at the feet of Jesus in the midst of all of this like that that is like the prayer of I think yeah our campus's heart right now what what we desperately need all right let's pray let's pray uh, Jesus you know exactly what the students at USF need we're so grateful for the ministry that you're doing through the leaders at the University of South Florida, the students who've taken up this mantle of spiritual leadership, we ask that you would help each and every one of them to sit at your feet, Jesus, to experience your presence, to receive your grace, and to pray. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Thanks. Yeah, thank you.